evening, everybody, and welcome to the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. Show number 124, getting involved, coming to you from the live from downtown Mawa, from the not-so-shitty dining room studios here at 356. I can't give my address over the, over the, over <laughs> hey, don't the do year. That. That don't do that. Stupid. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm not editing of, that, by the my, way. <laughs> my mob of fans, uh, I didn't give this. But anyway, so we are here live. Also, we're coming from downtown Matawan with your friend in mind, Dave Sturchio behind the glass, even though there's no glass. And uh, <laughs> Dave, what's up, buddy? Oh, you know, a little of this, a little of that. Yeah, it's funny. I, I was actually brought it up to my dad the other day. He's like, oh, Jimmy Jimmy doesn't come down to your studio anymore. Do you? I was like, no, 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 no. You got to see this luxurious dining room table he's got. Dining room table. <laughs> well, so, I save money. I save, on to- I save on tolls. That, the, this uh, is true. All seven bucks. Just, and, you gotta and, be careful. And a two two up. hour two hour commute. You know, why don't you come up here to my studios? Here, oh right? yeah, well, I'm, we'll sit down, have a cup of coffee. Yes. You know, we'll post about it. Who right gives here. Them? There it is. Of course, we got Dying Breed Garage checking in on the chat room, and also Tyson Hogan getting involved here on LinkedIn. You know, I think LinkedIn might be my best power forward in the game right now. I was just going to say, yeah. I hit trees from LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, of course, now, show number 124. I can't believe we've been doing this for 124 shows here from the Omni. In Atlanta, getting involved here. I just got all my catchphrases. I'm wearing my Corona shirt, softball. Played a little softball this weekend. More on that in a bit. Um, All right, now, of course, you know, I grabbed my stack of baseball cards. And now I have a guy. My 1982 card played 13 years in the league. I consider him, and I'm, what I'm about to say, I love when I give wrong, like wrong, wrong sports opinions. This guy to me was the first power hitting shortstop that I became aware of. He he hit the long ball. His Just name wait, is wait, Roy. I, oh, I was going to say, don't tell. I would have tried to guess, but Roy no, no Smalley. <laughs> Smalley. You wouldn't have got Roy Smalley. <laughs> no, now, Roy Smalley. Okay, Roy Smalley. Roy Smalley. Smoily, Roy Smoily. Uh, he batted lifetime batting average 257, 163 home runs, 694 RBIs, uh, 1,400 hits. He was a shortstop. Uh, played with the Twins, Yankees, Texas, and the White Sox. Now, he played with the Yankees 82, 83, and 84. He pretty much batted like 262, but he hit 45 home runs, which is like almost 15 a year, I guess. So he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, no, yeah, no, no, be another guy making $27 million a year now. Uh, the Yankees got him for Paul Boris, Ron Davis, and Greg Gagne. Oh. the shitty, shitty players there. Uh, he hit for power, and he was a switch hitter. Um, his dad, Roy Jr., played. Uh, he's, he's Roy Smalley III. His dad, Roy Jr., he played Major League Baseball for a while. And his uncle is Gene Mock, longtime Angels manager. He was the manager of the Angels when uh, the Angels lost – uh, when Donnie Moore gave up the three-run home run to Henderson, uh, Angels, uh, uh, Angels, uh, what the hell is it? Angels against uh, who the hell would it have been? Who the hell they played? Angels Red Sox in '86. Mm-hmm. You don't realize. Go back and look at that man. The Angels had it. They were one strike away from going to the World Series. And that's and, the Bucky freak. I mean, it's the no, uh, Buckner, God, the Bucker series, though. No, Henderson. Yeah, that that. No, year. I'm saying that year. Wow. Reggie was in the dugout shaking hands. They thought they had it. And oh, Henderson shit. hit a three-run home run. And three years later, the pitcher killed himself. Oof, but that was his okay. uncle, Gene Mock. Yeah, look into that. There's actually a 30 on 30 on it. It's terrible. Mm. Um, 
But I, what I loved about it was a, a classic quote by Tommy John on Roy Smalley. He said, now, Tommy John was a ground ball pitcher, okay? So when you're a ground ball pitcher, all you want is to have studs in the infield because right. that way you can pitch a three-hitter every week. Right. He was like, he has no range. He should be a DH. <laughs> <laughs> Suppose he rolls, rolls, coming from wins. the tommy john yeah, he was not a good defensive player oh, um, but he won a world series ended up back with the twins he won a world series in 87 um and uh uh now he's a bally sports analyst for the twins games he does them on the radio a uh, good hitter no fielder um and uh on the back of his baseball card is very funny to me <laughs> i remember the anonymous stupid things they had on the back of baseball cards. yeah like a fun fact yeah right Willie Randolph drew a walk in each of his last 15 games in the 1980 season. <laughs> Give me shit. And, and, and the other on one is Molly's card. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> other one is Ken Forsh hurled the major leagues only no hitter of the 79 season. It's like, ah, right. it's like, it's like. But right. I found that hilarious. That like, this is a Smalley card, and they're like, "Hey, uh, can we pull up a good fact about some? We don't have, we got nothing. All right, uh, let's talk about somebody else then." We'll put it on the I back just feel like you know, to be on the back of this card to say Jimmy Palumbo has done 124 <laughs> podcasts here on the Jimmy Palumbo show. Uh, but anyway, Roy Smalley, uh, he still does baseball games involving the game, and that's uh, that's his deal there. So who Stud. do you got? Well, you told me my my assignment last week. You had an assignment. Yes. Was to pull together uh, which uh, a lousy tight end between Jay Novacek and Jason Witten, and and I'm talking about Cowboys and training camps in full swing. We're excited about it. There's actually a game to be played on Thursday, the Hall of Fame game, the Jets and the Browns. So it's we're here. It's football season. So I found uh, your friend and mine, Mr. David Lafleur. Now the I don't remember. Wow. Okay, he started. So, oh, oh, did he start? So David LaFleur was drafted in 1997 as Troy Aikman's like pick. Troy ran to the to the front office and said, you got to get this guy. He's the guy. He's six foot seven. He's coming at LSU. He's a big boy. So let's get him on the roster. I need somebody new only because, you know, jumping Jay Novacek was the guy for years. So now we need somebody. Was, to his, father Guy, was his father Guy LaFleur, the hockey I, player? I don't know. It might have been uh, <laughs> LaFleur from the dodgeball. Uh, but so 97, he played 16 games. Okay. His rookie year. He caught okay. 18 balls, Jimmy. <laughs> so uh, some people are doing that in one game now. Yeah, in true. 1998, he uh, played 13 games. He catched, uh, caught a whopping 20 balls. Career high in 1999, he played all 16 games. He caught 35 balls, right? And in 2000, Aikman's last year, remember, this was Aikman's savior, he caught 15 balls. I mean, uh, he played 15 games, caught 12 balls. His total yards for his career of four years, here we go, 729. <laughs> so, again, wow. so that he is was one the... season by a good tight end right now. So, this guy took four years to have those kind of I, numbers. You know what? I, he was I obviously don't... a bust. I don't remember him, and I should have. Well, although that's why, because he was actually coverable by the Giants. The Giants could actually the cover actually this guy. Covered him. Yeah. Uh, well, that's well. You know, Aikman was always well. Aikman, Aikman had uh, uh, a very good offensive line in front of him, and he used to dump it off to the <laughs> wide open tight end. So even this guy Lafleur, you're acting like he still caught. Like I guarantee you, somewhere in his highlight, he had third and nine at 10 yards. All right, ready for this? So just to give you an idea. Against the Giants, how many catches longest reception, his longest reception was 25 yards. Uh, okay. so he was, His uh, he best caught. year, again, 99, he caught 35 balls. He actually caught seven touchdowns. And the Cowboys so didn't he win had shit either. They oh, were, the Cowboys were brutal. 
Yeah, Brutal. But, I mean, Aikman's final years, Emmett's final years out of there. Irvin was already done. Like the so Cowboys was Tom, dynasty was Tom LaFleur. What's Tom LaFleur? David. Great David, name. David LaFleur. David LaFleur. Yeah. We have David LaFleur, shitty tight end. I want, you know, <laughs> next week I want another shitty Cowboy tight end. That's your assignment number two. <laughs> I got plenty. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, cause you had the two greatest tight ends ever. And, uh, so we got uh, David LaFleur and Roy Smalley, no fielder, good hitting, power hitting shortstop. Mm. And that brings us to Patreon. We, of course, the streak is ended. We are stuck at 34. Mm. Um, the uh, Charles Oakley. I mean, listen, we got no, we're stuck at Charles Oakley, and mm-hmm. uh, who's just too at absolute eyewear selling his glasses. <laughs> I mean, you know, Ricky Henderson, Verlander, Messina, Ike Forte, another shitty player on the Giants. Verlander uh, possibly on the move. You hear about this? Yeah, yeah, I'm hearing about it. I just, you know, I, well, we'll get to baseball in a second. Mm. Do we have to? The Mets are selling, <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Don Gullett. So we got no 35s here. No 35. You know, I can't even think of it. It's probably a Rutgers guy, 35, but we're mired. But I just want to give a little shout. I'm going to give a shout, shout out to Kyle Kerms and um, Will Pena, otherwise known as Dying Breed Garage, because he just because he texted, chatted in the chat room here. Um, one of my biggest fans here at Shea. And also, I got to talk about Shecky Lawler. And a big shout out to my sister, Mary Allen McCarty, because she's just. Uh, awesome in every way house cleaning services 101 <laughs> yes i got it they're, they're just awesome and uh also the best part is my mother's credit card doesn't work anymore so like i'm not even my mother's actually we, we could technically be back to patrick what Gilling, a converse but, what, what kind of, what's that conversation like because i i we've done that here like there's been months where we had the patreon going and chop sports patreon my dad still gets billed every first so sorry pop you got billed today um but like i i look at the patreon and like there'd be times where people's cards got declined and like do you call them? Do you say like, "Hey, how are things going?" Uh, by the way, <laughs> you know your it's your, usually, your credit card got declined it, today. We're trying to get paid here. It's usually how you, um, yeah. How do you address that? It's usually that the credit card uh, just expired, and it's not that they're like, "What, what are you drinking? What, what is that again?" Massive, my again, again, again. I I just what happened to the regular little water bottle? You got to pull I dr- up this. You got to listen. My it, wife, but you look, but she hears looks- me drink. She hears me drink my like a normal standard bottle of water, and she's like, "What is what's wrong with you?" Like I, I do it in like two gulps. It's like blah. Well, okay, gone, but you look you, you you look like you, I don't know what it looks like. It's, it's a gallon drum that you bury your body in, putting it up and live on the air. It's a, oh, what yeah. is that? I mean, come on. I mean, what? Because listen, I saw your post this weekend hanging out at the pool. You easily mm-hmm. had fifteen beers this weekend. No. And I, oh, like, yeah, you're, you're, I, I drank way too much this weekend, but not not in the not at the pool. I I, I leave that up to. Uh, I, I just can't because I got the, the kids running around the pool and I got to make sure I'm like all my wits to me while they're like about to fall in and shit. All right, all right. For now, you once the kids are like once the kids are airborne with the I'm, pool I'm, stuff, I'm, you, I'm face down in the deep end. You better find. <laughs> you me. You know it's gonna be like your kids are gonna be like, hey, we gotta watch dad. Him and his dad, they come, they grandpa and my dad, they get ripped at the pool. They're gonna drown one of these. I don't trust them anymore. <laughs> and then his brother comes over. Everyone's hammered. I gotta watch them now. Yeah, uh, which is too funny. Uh, but all right, so you're drinking that gallon of water. Uh, so we have no, we're stuck in 34 Patreon. There's nothing I can do there. God bless America. <laughs> I just, love, I just need another uh, number. So uh, I want to get to 35 so I can talk about number 36. But I do get texts from people um, as I'm getting phone calls here. I do get texts from people. People text me about 
players that are like number 34 and 35. And they're not Patreon members. But they're not Patreon members. <laughs> I don't understand. Isn't that, that. the worst? That's Dude, the I worst. feel like, like texting hey, back uh, going, hey, I got a great got... 35 for you, but it's not me. Uh, but... I got a quick solution here. Why don't you just give your $3 and then we were moving right along? Because nobody cares about my Patreon number 17, Mickey oh, Rivers, man. or number 10, Rick Cerrone. <laughs> we're, you know, we're just stuck in Charles Oakley. And who's selling, which brings us, speaking of Charles Oakley, ah, yes. that will bring us to Absolute Eyewear, your friend and mine, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937. That's right. Absolute Eyewear down at the train station at Woodbridge. Craig and Johnine, Michaud getting involved. They're opticians. They got everything. They got prescription eyewear, prescription sunglasses. You go in there. They take care of you. They measure your face. They make sure it looks right. They don't oversell you on some $4,000 pair of glasses if they look like shit. Um, they're great people. He was my right center fielder. And Jay Bird has been a long-standing member of Chop Sports and the Jimmy Palumbo Show. Um, you get $100 off a complete pair. If you mention anything to deal with me and Dave <laughs> or the Palumbo family, the weather. Just say the word just, podcast. Just, just say podcast. <laughs> say anything. Say, I heard this jerk off talking about this place. And you'll get up, but you got to buy two. It's a pair of glasses here, Jay. Um, get $100 off. They've been in the business for like, I don't know, 18 years. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays. Why? Ah, to play uh, a little softball with you. Uh, that's right. And they're closed on Sundays. Why? To watch those goddamn New York football yeah, giants. Right. The football <laughs> giants are on the air. The uh, the football giants, everybody thinks they're going to go like 13 and four this year. Right. I don't. Not, not, a, not a soul thinks not, that right now. <laughs> not, oh, people are way overrating the giants, but that's okay. They're better now. That's all I got to say. Um, but listen, they have Ray-Ban coach, Ralph Lauren, Dave Sturchio's Jimmy, Jimmy Choo, Choo, Silhouette, Michael Cause, Vogue, Maui Jim, Costa Del Mar, and Charles Oakley personally brings his glasses. <laughs> um, go check it out. Absolute eyewear. When you leave there, you don't feel like a jerk off. 732-326-3937. And yes, their air conditioning works. Absolute eyewear getting involved here. Let's get into something here. Uh, uh, okay. Well, I'm about to talk about something that I don't know anything about. Oh, great. <laughs> so this is a classic. The whole show is based on me just sitting on the couch saying everybody sucks. That's my whole <laughs> That's my show, what a including shit. myself. Okay, <laughs> this this women's soccer thing. Mm. Um, nobody's rooting for them, including the people in the United States. I've never seen this. Th 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 what I I don't want to be political. I'm not going there. Whatever you're doing, if you're playing for your country, any country, if you're playing for Zimbabwe, good evening, everybody. The Zimbabwe <laughs> Open here, right? It doesn't matter. You're playing for Spain, Calcutta, whatever you're playing for, India, <laughs> right? Yeah. If whatever you're saying publicly, okay, makes the country you play for root for Zimbabwe against the United States or Vietnam tied at seven here, right? <laughs> if 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 whatever you're saying, something's wrong. Either you're not explaining yourself. I know there's uh, you're not explaining the, the freedoms of of your whatever you're doing wrong. Like you need a PR person go. Yeah, let's hold off on that because the, when you guys score, the fans boo. OK, so <laughs> something is wrong here. I don't understand it. Uh, not even getting into women's soccer as they've been great. 
but I watched the other game. It was they tied and they played. The well, they tied night. again. They tied again last night, and it's like yeah, I mean it's nothing. Three a.m. Apparently, well, you're right. I don't watch that. Good shit, evening, like, everybody. Yeah, Welcome right. to the three a.m. <laughs> they get like the boogies out of the eyes and stuff. Like Jimmy oh, Plumbo alongside won't. Dave Stern show for commentary on this three a.m. <laughs> podcast. Here. Uh, I was going to do my podcast live as the game was on, but I elected <laughs> not to do that. But I, I just, it's unbelievable. The, the Facebook posts, the people are rooting against them. It's hysterical. It, it, they're becoming, they're becoming unlikable people rather than like it's, it's, figures it's, of being like representing America. And it's like, look, they, they, another draw the other night. Right. And it's like, they should have won. Right. But they, they escaped with a draw and they're like the, out there and, the they're like, and they're dancing and shit. And I'm just like, uh, bro, wait a minute! Like they, they don't now, hold hands doing the national anthem. It's like they don't they think, sing. They think they're a little bit higher than the like the common man, and maybe they are because they're they're polarized and they're athletes. But just like at the same time, it's like, come on, man! Like get the people behind you. You know, right now it's, never, it's not very good. It's not good at all. And uh, we're gonna. Get, I, I I just don't get it. I'm, uh, listen, uh, maybe maybe their comments are right whatever the hell they're commenting on, but I just don't get any of it. I, I don't root against the United States ever. How could you? Um, you can't do that. It's just you can't do it. However, you know, if I guess if you, you know, um, unless they're wearing like cowboy shirts next week when they're playing their game. <laughs> this is another thing about soccer. My Jersey, boys, my Jersey boys t-shirt today. Shamelessly promoting. The, um, uh, another thing I understand about soccer, I guess they, they're following the NBA rules. So, the the uh, the World Cup it goes on for seven months because you play every sixteen <laughs> days. So you it, like they played last yeah. night. They don't play they don't play till like uh, J- September eighth is their next game against mm. like you know Portugal or something like that. Mm. And I love the comments. You know somebody somebody texted me. Yeah, well uh, Spain is tough. I'm like, well, well what? Like, you don't know that. <laughs> Americans don't yeah. know what. No, those are the those are the the experts that come in. Yeah, here. Like, yeah, well, yeah. you know, you gotta watch out for Portugal's uh, it's left like, winger. It's hey, like, listen, <laughs> Netherlands, you know. <laughs> right. Watch out for those Netherlands. I, I can oh, just okay, say Jimmy Palumbo show from downtown Netherlands. Here. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I did uh, last week. I did stand up. Uh, it's pretty funny at the Breakers in Spring Lake, New Jersey, with a good buddy of mine, Ryan Marr. And it was classic. The Breakers is an old school, uh, like kind of Irish hotel, right on the. Oh, water I've delivered there. I've delivered yeah. there. Like I used to deliver there because that was my route for WB Mason. I swear to God, I used to deliver to the go. Breakers. WB Mason. I know. Exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like okay. where they had the. It's event. an old school place, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a there's a deli in Spring Lake called Joe's Deli. Guy named Joe. Uh, runs it and That's obviously it. <laughs> and his dad ran it for years they've been running delis for a thousand years and he d- gets his get together with all his buddies that grew up around the long branch area and all his customers hmm. and so we we the place 140 people it was a nice room it was like a dual headlining show uh i was gonna do ryan did like 30 minutes and i did 30 minutes i think we both did like 29 minutes but the funniest part very nice guys the average age in this room though i would say first of all it's where it's where a ta- it was it was a it was a, a, pe- a petri dish of Italian like it, it was it was like the olive oil open that's what it was this <laughs> there was not a guy under seventy five in the audience so this you didn't do the like, de- so you didn't do the depends joke <laughs> these were well of course Jimmy Plumbo first pitch depends and it counts I was I was like. Uh, they, they were they were nice guys, but they were like the. This is where the pinky rings originated. These guys, some of them still had the shitty jackets on, but they were all so very nice. The problem is, 
by the time we started and went on and they ate, you know, it was a buffet. Watching the old men trying to get through the buffet line was, mm. was a rough go. And then I all I remember is Ryan goes up there and they were enjoying the show, but they just weren't laughing. Some of these guys were 85, 81. Like the young guy was like 68. He was like a young spry fella. And they were like enjoying the show, but not really laughing. I thought, oh, here we go. I'm going to open up with the Depends joke. Fired across the bow right there. And <laughs> But it was like, but the funniest thing for me was some of the guys, because they had a, obviously had a drink or two, and they ate. Now they were, you know when older people just kind of go like, <laughs> their tongues were hanging out watching they get t- it was getting close to nine o'clock they were getting tired and i'm up there going hey depends <laughs> just, jesus i it was like whew. but you know what they had a good time uh the guy joe was wonderful uh, he uh, tipped me in a few extra dollars which is really sweet of them and they were really a bunch of nice guys but the best thing was there was a monsignor in the room and initially he was like, nah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about potty mouth. Don't worry about it. these guys are all from Long Branch, my buddies for years. Just don't worry about it. And I was like, well, I said, Joe, you know, there's a Monsignor in the room, though. He's like, nah, nah, don't worry about it. He's cool. He's from Long Branch. Like, <laughs> like I looked at Ryan, the other comedian, like, well, he's a Monsignor. Don't worry. He's from Long Branch. Like, so the Long Branch tag was well above the Monsignor. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm up there doing dropping F-bombs and everything. I'm like, oh, this is so bad. But they seem to enjoy it. Uh, but it was just, it, you know, it was just one of those shows. But I got paid. It's good to be down there getting involved. I um, played softball yesterday. Uh, <sighs> one for three. No, first, you... first time up, I just slapped the base hit. Some of the fans were like, ah, eh. you know, maybe someone in the upper deck never saw Johnny Trino just slap a base hit. <laughs> uh, from there, I, I was, I did nothing. But the worst part is, I was playing the outfield. I play right field now, and I'm still like, I can't move. I'm slow. I'm fat. But I, you know, if the fly balls hit to me, I, I always said for years, and 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 Craig Mashad will should, should totally listen to this. I hate when a ball's hit to you. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't hit off your glove, your cheek, your face. You just catch a ball and throw it in like you're eight years old. Like, <laughs> now if you have to run to your left or right, you're older. I get it. But if it's like popped him up, a lazy fly to right field, Palumbo flips the shades, guys under it, makes the game. The that's shades. it. You know what I mean? That's, that's all it is, right? <laughs> Elliot Maddox. Three, yeah. people just, three people just drove off the road. So I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> but you know what happened? We were so we. These guys were bitching because we were short guys. So we added four guys from another team. Mm. Now, Can't I understand be. adding players, but let, 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 let me let me explain something. The four guys that we added, none of them were none of not one of them was over the age of twenty six. Oh, they all man. were monsters, right? So the guy was like, "Yeah, I just had to, I had to add a couple of guys." So I'm like, "Oh, a couple of guys? You just added four studs of the lineup? They were hitting bombs all over." Anyway, we were up by. We're up by two in the bottom of the seventh. And first guy got a base hit. And this big lefty got up. Now, lefties, you know, I'm in right field. And I wasn't, like, I, the, the, the pitcher, I wasn't set because I would have took a step, a couple of steps back because you don't want to get beat on a bomb right. to tie of the game. Next thing you know, the ball's in the air. I'm not set. And the guy hits a Giancarlo bomb <laughs> deep to right field. I run back. I couldn't get it. It's just one of those, um, like, you just look up. And you, well, I, you but know, see, I was pissed because, again, me, me, I'm thinking I'm running hard after the ball, but anybody mm. in the stands was like, look at that fat old man going back <laughs> on the ball. 
but the ball was so high that I actually got a, I you know what I, mean? I had a beat on it to be honest with you it just fell but he ended up uh, a two run home run next guy got a base hit to uh, right center field he took uh, he took second base hit game over we lost <laughs> you have no absolutely we still lost the game but I was pissed because the ball was high enough but it looks like I gave up because they were they were busting my balls which. That's the rule. If you're if you're the outfielder, ball goes over your head. You got to catch it. Meanwhile, were you hugging the line? <laughs> I was hugging the line. I didn't want to get beat down the line because I can't cover the line. Right. But I didn't get a chance to move back because that's the only thing. That, this guy was a big fat bastard. <laughs> I, I would I would hold him to two at least if I played deep. But of course, he hit, uh, the one guy goes, Jimmy, the ball that ball was hit like 450 feet. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just trying to get my competitive juices going there, um, which of course. So we lost the game, but it was fun playing with the guy. I, the name of our team's the Potbellies. So, oh, I've seen those guys. Those are the guys that are trying to trade Johnny Trino, right? That's it. The guys are yeah, trying to it. trade the great Johnny mm. Trino. Um, but it attention. was still fun. It was a beautiful day at Shea. Not a cloud in the sky. The barometer is steady. All fans. <laughs> I felt like it was some kind of bobblehead day. It's just one of those days, you know, mm. first 10,000 fans that show up. <laughs> just we had no one fans. bobblehead to give somebody. But this is one of those leagues where you bring your beer into out to the field. And you know what? As much as I don't out mind Out to the that, field. I know you the shortstop brings his beer, puts it in the dirt. I said, you know what, guys? <laughs> I don't Christ. mind drinking during the game, but I, I think there should be a rule. like yeah, A little bit. A little, like, let's keep a little decorum here. You know, the self-umped. And our, whenever we self-ump, there's always a critical play. Wait, self-umped? What kind of fucking league is this? There's no umpire. You self-ump. So, uh, but the crazy thing is, our, when we self-ump, we call critical plays against us. Like The guy's like, ah. I'm like, no, he was safe. It's just crazy. The whole thing makes me crazy. But it's fun. Potbelly's here, which brings me to another one of my fine sponsors here from the Army, CornholeLevel.com. That's right. Um, listen, CornholeLevel.com. These things are awesome. I'm holding it up here for those of you watching live. The Rutgers one is officially available. It won't ship for about another two or three weeks, but that's it. The Rut they got official word that they could do Rutgers Cornhole Levelers here at Shea. And I think you have to. I sent you a text. Con, there's some kind of tournament going on. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta follow up there. These things are great. Twenty percent off if you mention the JP show. Uh, what it does is it totally levels your cornhole board to be the right angle. <laughs> you do not want to have this date. I'm just. It's like hey, anybody who stomps his reads like it totally levels your cornhole. It's like I know. What, the fuck, yeah, what are we doing listen, here? What are we? Yeah, uh, back in the '80s in San Francisco, there was tons <laughs> of these being sold. But, <laughs> I remember when my cornhole oh got leveled. We were back at the, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and here evening, I thought I didn't have to do much editing here today, folks, but we're going to leave that one in for comedic relief. Cornholelevel.com. Oh Check these things out. They're $19.95, 20% off your order. My buddy Mike Caprio, these things are a great gift, a stocking gift, a gag gift, a busting balls gift, but they do work. They're awesome. Go check it out. Cornhole Level, and they just re-upped. When he sends me the check, anyway. So um, <laughs> if it clears, you know, then if we'll it clears, you know, here it's Shay. Um, so the Yankees. Mm -mm. Wow, garbage. I, something. The trade something, deadlines today. We'll see what happens. No, I don't think it matters. You know what? I think I was never a get rid of Boone uh, Cashman guy, but you know what? Maybe first of all, I didn't realize Cashman actually was the one who uh, acquired Ruth. Um, uh, that's how long he's been there. Uh, and he, he was a master of ceremonies at Garrick's speech. Mm. I, I, I think, I feel like Cashman, he was like nine when he took over the job. He was in my daughter's class. And now he's, he's, 
I mean, he's been there. It's it's like 1996 to me is like like Yogi Berra, like you know, black and white videos now. I was 10. I, I think it's time. <laughs> um, you know, I, they, they just seem, I don't know. I, well, my, I don't know what no, my biggest I, thing right now is, is Boone. And, and the reason why, and look, I understand players play, right? So it's like, if you're striking out, that's on the player. If you're making errors, that's on the player. There's, there's certain things that the manager can't do about right. what's happening. However, you can't keep going out there and pressing like play on your like post game speech. Like every day, it's the same song and dance. We Yesterday, he said, and I quote, well, I'll paraphrase because I don't have the quote in front of me, but he said something along the lines of outside of the strikeouts, we were grinding. We were uh, no. in there. Now, ready for this? 18 Jeez. of the 27 outs recorded were strikeouts. So where are we grinding, Boone? And, and, and where, Sunday, where exactly is that effort? And on Sunday, they struck out, I think, 11. So it's like 30, and, 40 and How about this? Judge has been off for months with an injury, but like the third day back, he needs a day off. Uh, that, that, that that pissed me off. I, I, you know, say, hey, what are we doing? You're not and, trying and, to win games. You're not. Listen, if we were playing the Cleveland Indians and the game nobody cares about, I would say, okay, you want to bench every him. game matters when you're this far back. But Jimmy. when you're playing, when you're playing the, the next couple of games here, we got Tampa Bay and uh, Tampa Bay and and. Um, and we just Baltimore. got done with the Baltimore. Right. It's like, Aaron, you know, you can sit when we play like the Royals again. What are you talking about? Um, and my boy, John Carlo, just looks, he looks, looks lost. lost. And you know what? I, I question again. I question a little bit. Um, I don't want to say hitting coach, bad pitching coaches, but like maybe, maybe, the, maybe the whole staff, if they get rid of Boone, I want, I want a whole new regime. I think it's time. Well, they brought in Sean Casey to be the new batting coach. Right. And like all of a sudden you had John boy and guys like that, like breaking down, like you see John Carlo today, he bent over just a little bit and he looks a little hunched over and he makes contact with the inside pitch when last week without Sean Casey, he wasn't doing that. Nah, and nah, then the next just... day he strikes out three times. So like the hitting coach that they all just need to go. They need to clean house. You want to build, build the team around yeah. judge. You like Volpe? Sure. Keep them. But like the rest of these guys, they just they they, don't how, get it. They don't play. Another thing, like we don't have players. Like, no, we don't have a left fielder. We no, don't have a center. They fielder. don't. And, we don't and, have a, we, we, we have we judge and right. Why, why can't we get like, I, I, you know what? I, Are we I'll supposed to get excited you. about Jake Bowers hitting us home run yesterday? The, the Yankees like, oh, should have power, power. I'm like, what are we talking about here? Who's Jake fucking Bowers? I don't think doing? the Yankees should have ever gotten rid of Brett Gardner when they did only because. Could have brought him back this year. He wasn't be, retired. Only because, only because like he was a left fielder. And, and, ready? Field. and, but Jimmy, what did we, what did I call you when you came out to the chop sports softball team? Clubhouse guy. Clubhouse guy. Clubhouse right. guy. A clubhouse guy. Clubhouse so guy. even if he's not batting 350, at least when you have Gardner, Gardner's up in your ass and he's saying, like, don't, you know, fucking hustle. Do something. Yeah. Up until his last at bat, he was hustling down the line. You got guys like Glaber Torres popping out who, too- who could have turned into doubles and they, they're, they're jogging and they're they fair. Yankees don't, don't, Yankees don't team, put man. the ball in play. I they tell never you what. Come back. Once George down Steinbrenner. George Steinbrenner. He uh, throw them all in the lake. Yeah, <laughs> right in the fucking Hudson. He throw them all out. Goodbye. And you know, listen. You know, I've been uh, Rizzo started off batting three hundred beginning of the year, and I said he'll bat two twenty five. He's he can't like he can't hit shit either. He's doing awful. Um, I listen. Bottom line is, is two months ago, they're three and a half back of the wild card, and it's not like football where if we shit the bed, we get a better draft pick. So I still want the Yankees to make the playoffs. I enjoy of course, baseball. of course. Are you ready for this? Uh, seven nothing with nobody out. Alarm right in the first inning. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the alarming stat. 
The last time, it's August 1st today, obviously, as we record this show. The last time the Yankees were in last place in August, August 1st, was 1990. It's been 30, 30 plus years since they've been in this That's spot. Crazy. And That's nobody, Merrill. That's nobody Merrill, wants right? to say anything. So, nobody wants to say anything. They'll tomorrow, fix it. It's all out there in front of them. No, it's not. There's only a month left of the season. It's just, it's just, I, I, you know, it, it, Boone looks tired. You're right. Boone at the press conference looks tired. You know what part of me? I think Boone's like, if I'm Boone's wife, I'm like, honey, uh, you, you listen, we made, you made, you made money as a ball player. Your dad made money. Your, our family's been making money off baseball for 50 years. You just added another fifteen million dollars to our thing while I coach the Yankees. Just come home. I got some nice. I got something in the oven. I'll make you a nice chicken. You know, a nice. Little, and, and you know what? Maybe he is. You know, you know he's like, not at the end of that. Like, we're just we like do? maybe he's not even there. You want to talk about? We talked about this last week, but maybe there's AI. Maybe it's AI, Aaron Boone. It's not even him. You I know. know just like, a- hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, program them and say the same shit. Just like uh, mix the words up a couple. I gotta go. I got I got steak in the oven. Like, just, what are we talking about? And here? I, and I, but in another way, I feel bad for Aaron Boone because what he can't say is. Uh, guys, I'm so sorry. Um, we strike out every time up, and that uh, that uh, that hurts our offense. When, but my biggest complaint is, and Glaber Torres does this, and he's actually not doing all that bad. But how about when it's like first and second, nobody out, and Glaber gets up, he swings at that first pitch as if he's not a care in the world. He's <laughs> he's out with the butterflies flying a kite, the beginning mm-hmm. of sound of music. Like here's the no <laughs> sense of drama. Just, he just takes a hack, and he, and there's no <laughs> sense of like let me. Like, there's no, I and that's I know it's true in all baseball teams, but like I like when a guy first and second, seventh inning, you're down three one. Like I dig in a little bit, you know what I mean? Get a walk, maybe a base hit, cut it to three to two. He just hacks away and he spins the bat, goes back. He's just like, ah, I'm making money here. I'm just you know who away. they need. You know who they need. They want to fire everybody. Want to bring in a new hitting coach just for 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 that last month or so of the season. The boo boo, bring boo boo back. <laughs> bring Ruben, Ruben Sierra. You know what? Back I want there. Ruben Sierra as the manager with his big rings, and he does salsa in the yeah. dugout. Yeah, your friend and mine, your new friend. You know, who, uh, who follows you on, uh, on Instagram? You know what's funny? Cecil Fielder and Ruben Sierra—they struck out a lot, not nearly as much as they do now. But that's because the middle, the middle relief guys are throwing 107 miles an hour. I know. I know. Um, but if yeah, the Yankees and listen, we're being pissant. If all these Mets fans out there could totally be busting our balls. The Yankees have been good for a very long time. <laughs> Mets and they just treat no, 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 them. We, we, we do sound like uh, oh yeah, I mean because well, we're not, and listen, we are we're not used to this. We're not, we're not used, used to this. To this. That's all. The Mets situation. <laughs> you know what's funny about Cohen? Like now he's selling people and shit. Um, it's like God, uh, Cohen. Why are you get rid of him? They may get rid of more players today. He's got um, the money to do it. He's eating all these contracts. I, I don't know. To me, I don't know. Show Walter starting to look like Burgess Meredith now. I mean, he just looks like oh, I'm gonna play ball. <laughs> I feel bad for him. But I said another guy. Hey, Buck, you, you uh, how old are you now? Is it like <laughs> has your wife got like? What if Buck Show Walter's wife and Aaron Boone's wife are friends? What mm. are they like? I know. I just want them to come home. He just looks old and stupid now after the games. He looks like it's like think, they they wind up looking like. Have you ever seen the president at the beginning of a term and then see him at the end, looks, no right, matter who it is? Like, he looks like a he's young like, buck. He's all excited, right? And then like, end of the term, right. he's like, I think Obama went in with like black hair and he comes out full gray. gray. This is like what? he looks like a you? aging LeBron. <laughs> right. um, it's so funny. Uh, they get rid of Robertson. I, I just the Mets are eighteen <laughs> games <laughs> back. They're so, six and a half. So, they gave, Robertson, they gave her to Robertson, and they asked Scherzer about it. He's like, I don't know. You got to talk to the front office. Everybody's got to talk to the front office. Like, that, wait a minute. First of all, that's another thing that annoys me. You trade a guy for the betterment of your team, 
And like, you got to talk to Scherzer. No, no, you don't. If I was the, if I was Cohen, I'd be like, hey, hey, bro, shut your mouth. I could actually just cut you <laughs> and write you a check, and it doesn't affect my life at all. It's like me buying coffee at Starbucks. Like <laughs> when you have that much money as Cohen does, you could be a real asshole. Like, mm. oh, you don't like it here. I am just like, go go play for someone else. I'll Enjoy Texas. It's 110 yeah. degrees what out I, there. What do I owe you? I owe you. Still, I still owe you 48 million. Here you go. Bye. Ready for this? They care. traded them. They traded them to Texas, and in the deal, in the verbiage of, in the language of the deal, Cohen's paying 22 million dollars right. of his contract. And he's Ru- giving shit. And another thing, Chris Gucci was named in that trade. Did you see that? <laughs> I turned the game on last night. Fly ball to Gucci, feels it cleanly, fives it in, one away. <laughs> I was like, that's unbelievable to me. I feel like I'm going to, you know what? Imagine if like they had the trading deadline, but they can include anybody in the world part of the trade. You imagine like, I get a phone call, Jimmy, you got to go play for Texas. What? I just got, and, and, a, and a podcast to be named later. Yeah. Cut, to me, cut to me on the sideline. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Arlington here, where the Rangers will take on. I think I think a fan like, should be. Who is that guy? Why does he keep talking about Charles Oakley? <laughs> What's that? Absolute here? eyewear down here in Arlington. I just think that that's. I, I think fans for years. I, I used to tell my brother all the time. I've been dying. Not so much now. I'm too old. I wanted to get traded as a Rutgers fan. <laughs> like I was seriously like I think there should have been some kind of alumni association. But you well, get now, a letter. You get a letter gonna, saying. Not- the the Jimmy, Jimmy, I'm so sorry. You, you're, uh, you got a root for Villanova now. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you just get, and I would, I would love to get like traded to like Georgia Tech. Give me something like not, not a, I don't want to go to Georgia, Auburn, or Clemson, one of those really good teams. Like, just send me to like a decent. I love Boise State for a year. Like, like beautiful you know I mean? Bluefield. Like, yeah, Bluefield. <laughs> here we go. And then afterwards, I do my podcast from downtown Boise State. Here, I just think fans should be traded. Vinny from Queens gets let go. He's on Cleveland now. Um, I think that would be <laughs> such uprooted a f- too. Uprooted, where he has to leave his family. In yeah, Queens and just go to some honey, rural honey. area. And his wife's like, "You're such a big fan. You're never here, honey. I, I got to go to Cleveland. I just got <laughs> traded. <laughs> Everybody moving to Cleveland. That would be great. Instead of fantasy players, mm. fantasy fan league. And so, in other words, like someone would be like. Hey, listen, I can get traded Dave Sturgeo. He's a big Cowboy fan. I can move him <laughs> to another. You have to, like, you just get moved to a different team. Like, he's got value. You know he's got like, value. Listen, he's a big Cowboy fan. They haven't won in a while. Packers just got rid of Rodgers. Let's see if we can ship Sturgeo <laughs> to the Packers over there. And Gucci, we're going to switch Gucci to the Jets because he's a big Aaron Rodgers guy. Oh, Fantasy you gotta hear, you gotta fan player. The- all the stuff, all the Aaron Rodgers stuff that was at this studio has been removed. Uh, it's, it's like, it was like a bad breakup when he got you. And now, and now every interview, two years ago, every interview that Aaron Rodgers did, he, he, Chris would look at me like, man, this guy's like, he gets it, bro. He's a dude. He's like one of us. Yeah. Now he gets like the opening press conference of the Jets. Turn that shit off, that piece of shit. What a jerk off. And it's like, listen, what are you talking about? You loved him eight minutes I, ago. Listen, I, I absolutely love that. I've, I've said it before. I think the Packers are now. I love when the, some of these fans, like my uh, nephew's a big uh, Chief fan, right? And he's like, no, after Mahomes, we got a good organization. I'm like, listen to me very clearly, my little nephew. <laughs> When Mahomes retires, you guys are going to stink. Because in the history of football, only three teams since 1925 have gotten rid of their maybe best player of all time. And like all of a sudden, no one's talking about that tough Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. And it's like, yeah, no, they're they're all like, hey, listen, we went from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. We're not going to miss a beat. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, here you go. Oh, the Packers got love. What's his name? Darren Love? Whatever. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. I mean, 
He stinks. These guys stink. Uh, I always ask Chris, is- and I try to think that he's going to be realistic, but then I'm like, so how do you think they're going to do? He's like, well, you know, it all depends on Jordan Love. What do you mean it depends on Jordan Love? You've never seen him. He throw, he's thrown three balls in the NFL, and he all of a sudden it depends on what he does. Yeah, yeah. how about two and a half minutes ago? Packers down by four, and they, they got a punt, <laughs> and Rod, no, it's going to be Love rolls out, <laughs> fires a little high. It's just not – when your team gets rid of your complete stud guy, Nine times out of ten, you're in for a bad, bad. Like, you know, it's just the way it is. Um, I mean, Yankees got rid of Jeter, and how have they done? You know, so. Hmm. Isaiah kind of Falefa, who has played every position known to man this year, by the way. I just didn't even – I kind of – I only think it's like falafels when you order at the food truck. <laughs> and kind of – it sounds like it's kind of – it sounds like they're saying, well, he, you know, he's kind of Falefa. Like, <laughs> well, it's not a – it's not a – what it not is. all the it's, way Falefa. Yeah, he's kind yeah. of Falefa. Well, no, it, it's it's not a sandwich. What it is, it's, it's kind of you – know, I feel like saying, no, it's not falafel. <laughs> It's kind of falafel. I mean, the guy plays on the A. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It is. IKF sounds like it's 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 like a, a what do you call the chicken place? Like, oh, dude, I just got the chicken at IKF. It's so great. Like, it was oh, actually I, kind of falafel. Yeah, it was, it was kind, of, kind of falafel. I, I just don't understand you with that gallon of water again. Bro, I get parched quick. Like, okay. It's parched day here at the stadium. Parched day. Uh, well, the Yankees and Mets, uh, which brings me to chasing miracles, That's which how, they are. Uh, <laughs> Listen, Chasing Miracles, ChasingMiracles.com. Got to talk to Donna and Tommy. Phototherapy patches uses light to simulate the body's natural healing systems. I'm wearing one right now on my back. They're effective, inexpensive way to reactivate your own stem cells using your own personal body source. These things are cool. You see the swimmers wear them. Athletes wear them all the time. They're now a little smaller. You can uh, There's the X39, X49 patches. My mom's using them right now here at Shea. Um, these things are really cool. They also have the hydration packs for getting your water to get more calcium uh, stuff in you and good <laughs> nutrients and shit your body needs. Go to chasingmiracles.com. Talk to Donna and Tommy. Check this stuff out. You're going to love it. Uh, there's just many of this research on it and stuff. I actually did a little Google. I had, oh, to, get, I had right. to get involved and I'm like, oh shit, some of this shit really, really <laughs> says true. Um, <laughs> But, you know, if you're having nine glasses of wine every night, these patches mm. may not help you, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as I did last night, casually. Uh, uh, yeah, what was uh, what's the story behind the, the picture that you posted and people started commenting about it with, like, a, your dad's wine or your dad's liquor? Yeah, you know what? I was looking for a picture, and I saw a picture of Gallo uh, uh, Paisano wine. So I put it as part of the – I saw I didn't that. even I see like, it. What the hell is that? <laughs> like, and then people are chiming in, like, oh, great, great bottle. It's like, what yeah, are we talking about? You know what that here? was? That was old school, old man, old man wine. Because okay. back in the day, you used to have the cheap wine underneath the table. And so they made this little bottle, and I kept it here when my dad died. I so every holiday I go and I I give the the red wine that my dad drank. I actually love it. I I mean, some people say it's too sweet. It's it's inexpensive wine, but you know what? To me, it's like drinking wine. If you're gonna have like five or six glasses of wine at a holiday event, uh, as my father used to say, it doesn't give you a headache like those good wines do. <laughs> like that, <laughs> you know. You've been you've, since twelve thirty. You've been drinking wine. Calm down over there. But uh, anything uh, will give you a headache. Pi- he liked like the Paisano. Mm. And uh, my uncle liked the white wine, the Chablis. It's Chablis mm. day here at Shea. Uh, but they got rid of these those cute little bottles. They changed the bottle, which sucked. But somebody said they're bringing them back because people got pissed off. Um, but anyway, uh, where the hell am I? Uh, okay, so that. All right, well, the strike here, my acting career on hold. Uh, no auditions, not fun. Um the uh, I got to go on a picket line again this week. 
Uh, I hope it gets settled. It seems everybody seems so far apart. Um, but I did book actually a film. I probably shouldn't even talk about it, but I was going to say you're, you're crossing the picket line here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I thought. So I said, Hey, ho, but supposedly there's a few contracts that SAG after has with certain levels of this low budget thing. Um, and, um, so I called up SAG. I said, Hey, good evening, everybody. Is this, this is, yeah, that's okay. And then I see Sarah Silverman ripping on actors for working on these small things. I'm uh, like, you know what I mean? Sorry, Sarah, you make a few more dollars than I do. I was going to say, yeah, it must yeah. be high. It must be tough in that ivory tower. Well, listen, it's either, it's either you're allowed to do it or you're not allowed to do it. It's simple as that. And, uh, and, and you know what? Some you got a, a leg up on it. You're 124 episodes deep, but it looked to me that I discovered that uh, Dave Collier, or Uncle Joey from Full right. House, is now launching a Full House podcast where they're going to go over where they're going to go over like all the old episodes and stuff. He's going to be doing podcasts because got nothing else going on. But he had it. But he had to shut. He shut that down too. I think. Did he? I thought because I just saw it, that article. I thought. I thought he might have paused it because he's using SAG after a. Um, like studio owned uh, uh, okay. something. That's what I heard. Well, he's got to sure. go to the. He's got to go checking at Mawa and get the downtown. Listen, by the diner. by the way, if you if you see how much I'm uh, how much I'm making on this short film, two days in East Meadow, Long Island, mm. uh, and 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 the main reason why I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to do it unless, uh, but I'll get assurances from saying that I can do it before I get on set. But uh, is uh, a guy I got a, a movie coming out called Fresh Kills. About Staten Island, and I was working with Dominic Lombardozzi, and it was a mm. young kid who played the love interest on the show, on the movie. The movie's coming out, I think, next year. And I would—he must have caught me busting balls one day at the, at the kitchen table in the scene while we the cameras were being reloaded. And so this whole scene is me playing an Italian guy busting balls. Uh, so uh, he hired me based on like I want Jimmy Plumbo to be in the movie, and you love that because usually I have to fight and scrape. For every foul shot late in the game, Plumbo go to the line down by two, and this was like, no, I'll take this, you know. So, uh, if if I'm cleared with Sag, I will be able to. Uh, you're starting uh, to resemble, film. you know, you're starting to resemble somebody that you co-starred with once upon a time. You're starting to resemble one Johnny Drama, where you're just starting to get these roles at late uh, in your career. Listen, like, you know what? I'm gonna plug away until something pops, and the next thing you know, you you're go, in five listen, towns. It's, you know what? It's a bloop. It's a bloop and a bomb, bro. That's, yeah, how it that's all it takes. That's Deep all it takes. Love. And uh, also, um, let's talk about uh, a couple of things. Did you see the Will Chamberlain documentary yet? I did not. Worth your time. Where is man. it? Where is it? I think it's on Showtime. Okay. Uh, but it's probably you that uh, it's on on demand, whatever the hell it is. I don't know if you have Showtime, but really interesting. I didn't know half that shit. What a, what an amazing! Um, I used to drive by where he lived in like Beverly Hills at the top of the uh, Beverly Hills. He lived on the top in a huge house. One bedroom house. He had this huge bedroom where the roof opened up to look at the sky and everything. And I didn't realize he played for Kansas, left. He got drafted and then this team, but he ended up playing one year and then played for the Harlem Globetrotters. Like, thank you, imagine. Like, really? and Michael Jordan's gonna go to the Ringling Brothers bottom of Bailey Circus here. Like, <laughs> and he was making twice the money. He was the first NBA superstar. He's the reason why he should have it. It should be called the, the, the Wilt Trophy. Um, he was taller than everybody else. A lot of people said he had no heart. He also got injured. Um, the famous Willis Reed game, uh, Wilt got hurt in that year. And, uh, and everybody says that, oh, you know, Wilt, uh, Willis Reed ate him up. And a lot of games, he, he, he had to place Bill Russell in the finals every year. But what people don't realize is Will Chamberlain was scoring 35, 40 points a game. 
like and he, 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 he but he didn't win. He finally Did won they, a championship late in his life. But uh, this guy was he got laid and, and but his book, the famous twenty thousand girl thing. Uh-huh. Uh, they finally put that in perspective of how he he just like he was just talking trash and he put it in the book and he got mad because he felt that's only thing anybody ever wanted to talk about. But I well, thought this documentary, Will Chamberlain was an awesome basketball player and a great athlete and a really good dude. And he he started volleyball uh, leagues for women that no one knows about. He started, he was very generous with his money, took care of his mother and father, took care of his aunts, his uncles, his sisters, his brothers. Um, he now, was a did, really, really good it, dude. It's funny that you bring this up because me and Chris had a conversation on one of our shows about Wilt Chamberlain not too long ago, and it kind of went viral. It started to pick up some steam. Have you heard about the rumor that since, you know, he has been with all these women, right, and all his, all his whole playing career, right, that there's potential rumors out there that he could potentially be the father of one Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge was adopted. I did not hear Aaron Judge was adopted, okay, and his apparently there is an Aaron Gordon who plays in the NBA nah, who looks would... identical to him, and he's also named Aaron, right, Aaron Gordon, and Wilt Chamberlain, uh, according to some people, think that this pot potentially could be the father of both Aaron Judge and Aaron okay. Gordon. Well, he, well he I don't may... want to start any rumors. No, here, no, no. It, well, first of all, it's out there. He did have an illegitimate son that he, he acknowledged – after a while, and that's mm -hmm. on the doc. You know what? You have to watch the documentary. I will. Now. I will just for uh, that. It's very, <laughs> it's very, very interesting. Um, I think he gets a bad rap. The other documentary I watched, I love these music documentaries, and I watched the one on Creedence Clearwater Revival, who has like they have like twenty songs that are like are uh, part of the Americana of uh, music, mm -hmm. rock music. Mm -hmm. But really, all it was was a concert documentary like of a live concert from Albert Hall in London. Okay. Because I don't know if you know, the history with Creedence Clearwater after 1972 and John Fogarty and arguing with the band and lawsuits and the band didn't want nothing to do with them. They didn't speak at the Hall of Fame when they got in. John, the, the Hall of Fame wouldn't let the other band members play with him on stage. They all got in as a CCR and all that. None of that was in this documentary. So if you if you want to watch a concert from 1971 from London of CCR, <laughs> yeah. it's a great documentary. If you want to learn about what maybe a prick Fogarty and arguments with his, his own brother uh, and the record label shit, which I love all that music business stuff, this is not for you. I was like, after a while, you know, how many times can I hear Proud Mary? And, uh, you know, I, I can Tina Turner did it better anyway. But uh, <laughs> so anyway, which brings us to, of course, Oxy. Magic carpet cleaning, oxymagicusa.com. That's right, O-X-Y, magic.com. Why in the oxy? Because they're the best. They're not your traditional carpet company. They don't drag hoses through your house. They got, they got the guys coming in here. They got this machine. The dry time is an hour or two. It's all green, EPA, safer choice. It doesn't smell like shit when they leave. They're <laughs> nice people. They do wall carpet, area rugs, upholstery, tile, and grout day here from the Omni. They got 80 locations nationwide. OxyMagicUSA.com. 
O-X-Y here, Shay. MagicUSA.com. They're also opening, uh, again, me and Dave have <laughs> talked to us in about a year. We made their offering 0% company financing for new location owners. Welcome to downtown Mattawa, where Jimmy and Dave will be cleaning your carpets while we do a <laughs> podcast. They're offering financing for it. It's really cool. OxyMagicUSA.com. Go talk to Tommy. Demeo, which I haven't seen you in a while. You don't come down to the pickle courts because that's because you want nothing to do with me. I'll have to bitch slap you when you come there. Actually, that's <laughs> not true. He's way better than me. His wife's better than me, too. Um, Oxy Magic USA, a fine, fine, proud sponsor of my fine show. Um, now, speaking of another thing, did you watch the 2008 Olympic Hoops documentary? Mm-mm. The Redeem Team. Did you see that one? Oh, I heard of that. I did not see it's it. It's great. You know what? It's a great one. I had no, I forgot. Like, you know, we, we had, we only, Col- I didn't really. Kobe on that team and, and LeBron. Yeah. yeah okay. Kobe came on late after they lost in the a year before. They lost 2006. They lost in 2004. In 2006, they went to the finals. Uh, Shishevsky took over. All the players were like, Coach K, he's a college coach. I'm not listening to his bullshit. And uh, they were ripping on uh, uh, Larry Brown. And um, so then they realized, like, wait a minute, this Coach K is uh, into this whole team thing. And he told them, guys, this is a three-year deal. You're going to be practicing with me for two months for three years each year and blah, blah, blah. But the last year they brought in Kobe. And I didn't realize Kobe had just ratted out Shaq and he was kind of at a crossroads in his career. And then Kobe Bryant, they said right away, first practice, he was like sticking it to people. And I was like, oh, Kobe's in the house. Again, as a Nick fan, I was in L.A. during the whole, a lot of the Kobe thing. But, like, to me, it's like, uh, I'm not a Laker fan. I could care less. But, man, Kobe was tough, man. Much different. He was also a loner. He didn't get along with the guys in the beginning. But not because he didn't like him. He just, he was more about see at practice. But there's one part of the documentary that I really loved. They won a big game, second round of one of those, uh, you know, those national tournaments. And they were in Vegas. That's when they had their camp. And... They have uh, uh, Carmelo Anthony and a bunch of other guys, uh, Dwayne Wade. They all went out. Now, you're talking about NBA guys making $20 million a year. They all decided to go out in Vegas. Right? So he's like, we were, part- we were partying, having a good time. We got we didn't get home till 4 or 5.30 in the morning. It's what you do in Vegas. We walk in the lobby. Who's got his gym bag walking out of the elevator? Kobe Bryant's going to the gym to work out, to get ready for practice at like 2 p.m. And Dwayne Wade was like, what? Like he didn't go out last night. Like he's like ready to go. And Kobe just looked at everybody and gave him a look like going to the gym, get better. Like that kind of deal. And so Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade's like next day, nobody went out. We got up early. We met him in gym. But Carmelo Anthony, one of them was like, well, uh, I ain't getting up at 6 a.m. to go to the gym. <laughs> it's like at eight. But he goes, I got there at like nine or 10 though. But like, they was like, I'm not getting up that early. Probably totally changed the whole but in that final game for the gold, uh, it was Spain they played. Uh, they just completely uh, – the USA played great, but Spain didn't miss a shot. They shot 70% from the floor. Hmm. And it was always like a five-point game. Very good documentary. Um, you really get to see a, a different side of uh, – I'm not a fan of Carmelo Anthony, but he does give you a different side of him. And so does Dwayne. Wade. I'm not a fan of Carmelo, man. New uh, York guy, Knicks. Stinks. Stinks. One, he's the I, one. Who, he's the one who chased Jeremy Lin out of town. Oh uh, yeah. Another <laughs> thing, Linsanity, the greatest thing that happened since Willis Reed in New York, and Carmelo's like, I don't like this little guy. Get rid of him. Like what? Uh, uh, 
and he ended up playing another five years in the league. And he wound up winning a title, I think, with the Spurs. I mean, you know, Carmelo Anthony, since Carmelo, it's all like that Randall isolation. Nobody likes it, you know. I, I just anyway, well worth it um, for sure. Uh, and another time, I was watching some shows this week because I was curious. What time about do you have, Jimmy? <laughs> uh, well, I've actually, I've watched them over the last couple of weeks, but I just didn't. I have notes on the. Mm. I watched them all last night. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, time that that's I can talk about time management over there, Shay. Um, the uh, this is something. I, the people that are going to follow what I'm about to say. First of all, I'm gonna, Dave. You can almost you can almost sign off now because you're gonna yeah. be like, "What are you talking about?" Uh, there's a documentary called Bombshell. It's about an actress in the '40s, Hedy Lamarr. Uh, it is unbelievable. She was this unbelievably hot actress in the '30s and '40s, like like a, a ten and a half on eleven. There were people that were hot in the '30s and the '40s. Let, let me tell you something. She's <laughs> one of them that looks hot now, like. She looks hot. Even you're like, oh, my God, this girl's smoking. And she did some kind of risque movies a little bit. You know, she was in like The Robe with Victor Mature, those biblical movies. She had a barely had any clothes on, blah, blah, blah. But she also invented like like sonar and things to like track <laughs> of the missiles and torpedoes. And and like she is really she you know what she did? She invented Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and how we fly our planes. And like, it's like, it's like this, this. And she also got piped out on camera. So she's just she, she well-rounded. She lived like an old lady. She lived in the city. She, she knew she was a beauty. So she unfortunately just completely uh, hung out in, in, in her, uh, apartment because she knew she she looked older and she hated that fact. Very sad ending to her life. But like she invented major technology and the government like suppressed it. They gave her the they gave her the patent and then they said, "Well, uh, you're not quite a citizen the right way." And they took it away from her. And then years later, she tried to. But she ended up getting a major award from like the there's this like some kind of. I'm blowing the whole name sonar and technology society of America where these guys like invent the shit that we use every day. And they gave her an award. And pretty much the guy said, yeah, that was the actress. She did it all. <laughs> I just, I just followed the shit that That's she crazy. wrote down really wild. It, it's only an hour documentary, but uh, uh, my friend Robin's probably laughing at this right now. Cause she, uh, she probably knows you shouldn't have watched the thing. I know you're a big feminist, Robin. You're going to laugh at this lady. <laughs> she was a badass for sure. But anyway, which brings me to the Pine Tar Bar and Grill <laughs> as we get to the end of our show here from Hetty Lamar, Day and Shay. I think my Uncle Gene used to love Hetty Lamar, too. Pine Tar Bar and Grill, 121 South Main Street, Fork in River, New Jersey, 609-489-4286. They got a million TVs. They got a million games on. The food is awesome. It's uh, it's run by my buddy Tommy, a good, a good guinea. And uh, the food is good. Go check it out. It's the best sports bar in New Jersey. And also, if you're feeling like shit, you're a little down and out, uh, Dave, um, call my friend Lisa Ruane, 201-725-1251. She's a certified therapist. I'm big on this. If you're not feeling well, you don't feel right, give this person a call. I'm joking around about it, but it's a serious thing. Lisa's cool. She gets it. She'll, she'll help you out, guide you through. I hate to see anybody suffer with uh, any kind of mental illness without at least trying to get help. Uh, 201-725-1251. God bless America. Uh, and she's great. And I think that's about it here at Shay. Um, it's tomorrow is August 2nd. That's a big day. Do you know why that's a big day? August 2nd. 
1979. Uh, something about Reggie Jackson? No. Oh, all right, close. One of the most <laughs> one of the most popular Yankees of all time. 1977? 79. 79. 2nd, 1979. Anything to do with dying? Eight, eight games back of the Orioles in 79. Mm-hmm. Your attention, please. Number 15, Thurman. Thurman. Munson. Thurman died uh, tomorrow. Uh, was that? So 21, 44 years ago. I remember like it was yesterday. I was wow. a little kid, devastated, but Richard Thomas chiming in. Thurman, of course, Louis Vichy Domini knew. Uh, what, a, what a bad, you know, I always say the Yankees, the Orioles won like 127 games that year. They won the World <laughs> Series. But the the Yankees were like eight games back. They finally got everybody healthy. They started to get in a groove, and a Munson dies in a plane crash. And the crazy thing is that like Ron Guidry and Reggie were supposed to go with him to fly back. That's crazy. Imagine, like it's crazy. Oh. And he died. Um, supposedly he died like the other guy in the plane with him got out, and he just couldn't get uh, – couldn't get the was it like a commercial there. flight? I don't no, remember. No, he was story. flying a big jet. Your classic example of so here's my rule: if you have a lot of money, you only buy a Piper Cub, so you know what the fuck you're doing. Instead of buying a Cessna jet, and you you don't learn how to land. Okay, that's not how it works. You you start small, you learn a little bit, and then you get better. Poor it's like guy. those uh, like those guys that decided to go to the submarine thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like uh, play stupid you know, games, you win stupid you know, prizes. Even like John Denver died in a in a. In a in an aircraft that was made out of like pixie sticks. I mean, why do these guys like? Uh, I feel I feel weird when I get on a big commercial jet. And all of a sudden, this guy's yeah, I got an experimental plane that has like a propeller that with a rubber band. I what are you doing? I I, I don't get any of this. Um, so uh, it's awful. Thurman Munson died forty four years ago tomorrow. That's it. The Jimmy Palumbo Show. Getting involved. Stay tuned for next week where we are going to have a very special guest dave thank you for coming on the show Absolutely. i did talk to chris this week maybe we got uh, he week. told me he told me yeah uh, he we told talked, me that. i haven't talked i haven't talked to him in three months you don't understand and you're not the only one that like is, there's never it's like uh well there's a new game. every day it's an every day where is chris gucci day well like, every day i know he's working hard from home of Listen, course of a, course there's another game you could do it now on uh, atlantic city vegas has had it for a while you got to choose which phone that chris is may answer so, like, you spin the cell phone and you don't know there's, like, eight numbers for him. That's the Artie Lang method. Make it impossible <laughs> for anybody to get in touch with you by having a dummy phone, a burner phone, mm. a business phone. I have one cell phone. It's been the same since, you know, cell phones were invented when I got my StarTac. Star- I think, you know what? Next week, I'm going to do a whole thing on the StarTac phone. By far, go. it was the first flip phone, the best phone ever. If anybody gets that, they're going to let Louis Vichadomini. I know you had a StarTac. Um, anyway. That's my show, Dave. Thank you very much. Have a Absolutely. good week. And uh, shout out to my daughter who's in Montauk at Gurney's. Uh, I miss you, babe. Hope you have a great time with your friends. And I will see you when you get back. Good evening, everybody. It's a good one here from the Omni in Atlanta. This is for the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well,